You are now listening to Out of the Blank. would get a little like <laughs> we're gonna end up talking for like an hour and a, for people listening we were talking for like a good like 30 minutes before this podcast started going you hit record when we were talking about herpes that's hilarious <laughs> well we we're talking about <laughs> wisdom teeth i was like all right we skipped over that part <laughs> but yeah when uh when i had one of my wisdom teeth come in it uh i used to get like that, that uh that rawness on the side or whatever like one came in with just a hole in it and then I got all four taken out at once. Well, it's like if you get sick now, everybody's like, maybe it's COVID. And I'm like, I got, I was sick all last night, woke up this morning, and like, I'm still kind of sick now. And I'm like, oh my God, is it like my eyes are burning? My head's all foggy. My knees are like cold and like everything's kind of like weak. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, oh my God, is it, is it that? I don't want to, I don't want to get a, uh, a cotton swab shoved into my brain. And I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like debating it. And I looked it up and it's like, well, food poisoning. Maybe it was the gas station sushi I ate. Did you eat gas station sushi? I did. Oh, and so gamble. I knew it wasn't COVID because I can smell things. So I'm like, okay, yeah, so thank God. Even though that doesn't always necessarily, it's just one of the Stop. common. Stop. I'm hoping I don't have. Well, I mean, you got the vaccine, right? Didn't you get vaccinated? We're not talking about this on the podcast. Well, no, it's, I'm not. I mean, I could care less whether or not you get it. You know, I, I I tell people to get it. I still haven't gotten it. So. Don't judge me with your sublime tank. I'm not. Name, name five <laughs> songs. Name five songs. Oh, Bad Fish, What I Got, KRS-One. Um, you named the three most popular and you forgot the fourth. KRS-One isn't one of the most popular songs. Because you Bad know, because of KRS-One. Okay. I mean, just because you know it doesn't make it one of the most popular songs. What about Date Rape, a song that could never be played ever, ever again? That song is so, so ska <laughs> compared to the rest of their album. Ron Jeremy's like two it. albums. Oh yeah, and the music video. Yeah. And then look what happened to him. What happened to him? He had he had a sexual harassment case. I know. I tried to get him on my podcast a month before that all went down. And as soon as I saw that case, he messaged me back. He's like, Yeah, I just have some things I got going on right now. Let me get back to you. And then Ooh. a month later, I see Ron Jeremy in court in an orange jumpsuit. I'm like, well, I guess he's not doing my podcast. Right. Oops. I messaged Greg Proops like a year ago and he sent me a message yesterday. He's like, can you send an email to fan mail for Greg at gmail.com? I'm like, oh, podcast. I would love to talk to Greg. What's one person you could talk to that you would love to talk to? Oh, man. Uh, Jesus. Like, uh, Jesus would be an interesting one. Uh, Noam Chomsky. <laughs> just because he's a deep thinker, but I don't know. Putin. I listen to him. Uh, Putin. Putin. <laughs> Uh, ooh, Mark Twain, Ernest Hemingway, Hunter S. Thompson. Can you pick ooh, someone that's alive? Henry, oh yeah, it'd have to be someone alive that makes that's a good that's a good caveat. Yeah. It's not really a caveat; <laughs> it's just a suggestion of a possible guest potential. Hmm. Unless you start diving into necromancy and you're able to summon one of these people from the dead. No, I can't do that. Can you believe that? It's like I, that's why I look at necromancy. All those people that try and summon people that have died, like their ghosts, and they're like, leave them the fuck alone. No, they don't want to come back. It was hard enough yeah. living the first time around. Yeah, what do you think they're going to just 
be how you imagine them. They're going to be a lot older. I, dude, I had this intense dream last night. So I have really intense dreams. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I've mentioned a couple on the show before, but last night. So I want to see if you could decipher this one for me. So I slept for about 25 minutes in between the sickness and it felt like eight years, which is always how my sleeps go. So I was like in this, like, I was just walking across the street and it was like a Dr. Strange style universe. And a dude grabbed a glass bottle out of nowhere and just goes, Hey, and chucks a bottle at my fucking head and it shatters. And as it shatters into like my eye through the glass, like, you know how, like when you see like a a glass shattering in a building, you get to see like the piece of it, like it's a cool, like zoom Spider-Man HD look to it. Yeah. I went into that piece of glass and I was falling and like down this tunnel and all through this tunnel was like glass. It was just shards of glass. I was like, all right, don't touch the side. It's kind of like playing operation. Then as I fell, I hit into like the Dr. Strange library. And there was a person over there with like no face, just staring at me. And I was like, what the, where the hell am I? And he would grab books, like big, thick, old style text, text books. And he would chuck them at me. And I would like, I would like hit them away from me as they would fly at me. Like if you're batting away, somebody throwing a ball at you. And as I was hitting them away, he just kept throwing them. And after like, I mean, it felt like an hour of just hitting away these books. I'm getting tired and shit in my dream. I'm getting fucking exhausted. I am drained. And I just think, is he throwing these books at me? And he's maybe it's something useful. And as I, instead of batting down a book, I grabbed one as I, I threw it and caught it. And I looked into it. And it was like, you finally figured it out. And then next thing you know, it was a whole other thing. And then I woke up and I was like, Jesus, like, what the hell is that? Sh- I got to stop beating beans before I go to bed. Sounds like, like a bad, <laughs> like, God, bad, like Salvia or DMT trip. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Maybe that's why my head's all fucked up. Is that, that dream really left an impact on me? Yeah. You wouldn't did DMT without even knowing it. Maybe that was in the food you ate. Maybe that gas station sushi was just laced with like some sort of mild ayahuasca. I don't know why at the time it seemed like a great idea, but it was. Oops. So what's new? What you doing on your Sunday fun day, Rob? Why do you got to say the day? This is not going to come out on Sunday. Well, it's Sunday fun day even. So I have to wait till next Sunday to post it. You're fucking up the f- the show of the flow the flow of the show. Well, not intentionally. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me all your money. <laughs> just <laughs> just come at you strong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's new? I don't Did know you... what's new with you. Well, uh, besides yesterday... recounting our childhoods. Yeah, recounting our childhoods. Yesterday was uh, 9/11. I'm sure you don't want to talk <laughs> about that <laughs> because. Yes, you just fucking recorded a shit ton of stuff for it. Thank you. So, regardless of that, uh, yeah, yesterday just I had some buddies over. We watched the Michigan game outside. I don't know if you saw the picture on Facebook or not. Yeah, he had a bonfire. I th- for a second, I thought you lit a bonfire inside. I was like, I hope he has good ventilation or he's going to be like passed out after <laughs> like 20 minutes. We kept the windows open. <laughs> <laughs> we had a vent. <laughs> but yeah, no, we were outside and doing that and got a little, uh, a little shifty. And uh, passed out my hammock outside. Do you have an easy access like fireplace like that where you can just go out and light a fire real quick? Yeah. All right. So I want you to take a frying pan, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and make a toasted PB and J. Ooh. Like right now? It's a good idea. You can if you want. Bring the camera with you. Go, go, go. I actually, it's so nice out right now that I actually thought about setting up outside, but I didn't know how the ambient noise would be. So I didn't want to change it. I'm glad you didn't. 
thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Last thing I need is a freaking toucan making a bunch of screeching noises in the background. I'm like, great. Well, I, well there's no toucans. I live in Michigan, but there are a bunch of birds. There's no two cans if you live in the States. It's like in tropical areas. <laughs> it's like the Galapagos. Well, I just didn't know, Brie. <laughs> like, I think he knows I live in Michigan. I'm ready for winter, though, because I was sitting on my back porch yesterday, and I was just looking up at clouds and stuff like that. And I think that's like, I don't know, because I, mostly I was trying to look at it because I think with the like the painting I've been doing, I can only paint things that I've seen before. So like if I don't have a picture in front of me, to be, you ever did you see any of my paintings? Yeah, I was gonna wait till you finish talking. As I was gonna say I liked them. That one wave one was cool. I I can only paint something that I've seen, and I know a lot of people pull up pictures on their phone. They're able to paint that. I don't want to do that. Though. I want to point out of my head because I think that's like the most important thing. Like Bob Ross always painted mountains and like stuff that looked like Alaska because he spent twelve years in Alaska. So I was like, yeah. I was trying to look at clouds. I was like, how do people get these fucking clouds like that? And then I don't know. I just feel incompetent as a person because I can't do a Bob Ross painting properly. I think the clouds, I think like if you're trying to do like, what's it called? A cumulus when it's the, uh, like the storm clouds. If that's the thing that Goku about. ran on. Is he running cumuluses? I think it was called cumulus cloud. Cumuli. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a cloud expert, but uh, when you draw them, do little C's like little swipes. Cause when you look at them, they're all rolling and it's all like, it looks like a bunch of like, cotton balls tumbling over each other you know they seem really close together like closer to the earth than they actually are yeah because they're so goddamn big but then i get heavy. distracted at all the spraying of the the jets that are spraying chemicals down onto the people that are slowly <laughs> brainwashing our minds they're just dropping the fuel down for the five where did towers. that conspiracy go they're used to, i know so many like my uncles that are all like they're spraying it they're spraying it with the jets. That's what those things are. I'm like, I don't think that's what a jet stream is, but obviously I don't know because I don't have my degree in like aerodynamics it's or just space. It's fucking exhaust that's compressed in a. They think it's spraying the people with chemicals and they did it in the past. I don't expect them not to do it again. But yeah, but they'd have to be lower. Being up that high, I feel like, like you could spray over my head and it's not going to hit anyone until it's a thousand miles that way. First of all, you're in a tank top. That's a sublime tank top. Second of all, you have a fucking wave tattoo on your bicep. Yeah. All your points are invalid. <laughs> <laughs> all your points are gone. About me, about thinking that the planes don't have chemicals. Do you appreciate more when someone's able to be as crazy as they want to be, but they have to wear like a form of sunglasses? Because I watch a lot of shows and my buddy, I was trying to get him to start up, up up his own show. And he wants to be like this crazy, like Tim Dillon style, Alex Jones type. And I was like, yeah, but there's so much of that. I just wish there was like a normal, calm paced person that was just talking about the corporate elites in a fun way. That's not so insane. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Dore does an okay job. Nah, he has his moments where he turns into a, a crazy ass person. That's true. He's usually ranting about shit that uh is like warranted, I guess. So, but I know he got into it with Kyle Kalinske, and he's like, because there's that whole like alternative media on that side, and I know right now Jimmy Dore, and Kyle Kalinske, and uh, Crystal, uh, what's her last name? Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball, yeah. Yeah, that them three are not getting along. Well, them two are not getting along with Jimmy right now, because I guess he called Kyle out. I don't know why there's so much fighting. It's either fighting against people of the opposite side or fighting with people on your inside. Yeah. 
It's like, is it hard to be the person that's just offering free blow jobs with a sign in the middle of the road? Is there that guy that's just sitting there like, hey, like, hey, I'm just chilling, guys. I don't know. I strive to be that. I get along with pretty much anyone. Like if someone has a different opinion than me, it's like, okay. I'm I'm dead serious. If anybody out there is listening, if they can find me a person that studies pirates, I would love to talk to a fucking pirate. I've had a pirate on the show before, but I mean straight up a PhD person that studies pirates. Okay, well, I don't have a PhD, but I did just read the book Republic of Pirates. Ooh, so they're real. What, pirates? Yeah, because every time I look up piracy or pirates or whatever, or the golden age of piracy, I just get fucking people that are trying to scam free DVD rentals. I'm like, I don't want to watch a free pirate <laughs> DVD. I want to... You, know, oh, you yeah, don't need no, to pirate no. songs anymore. It's a cool fucking story. It actually... Uh, pirates were one of the first people to make like an actual republic, and it was one of the inspirations for America. They had the Bahamas. They were the first people to tell the crown to get fucked. And John Bellamy actually has one of my favorite fucking quotes... And so he, so these guys, a lot of them, what they did was it was more scare tactics. They didn't really kill anybody. And they freed slaves all the time, actually. Yeah. They would bring them on their ship. And so they would, like Blackbeard, what he would do is he had that long black beard and he'd take hemp rope and tie it all in his beard and light it on fire. Yeah. So they'd come busting in on a place, just scaring the shit out of people. And like, so this boat, you'd see this boat come rolling up. Like picture you're, you're like Spaniards or you're uh, the British and you're in a little vessel, like merchant ship taking stuff across. And all of a sudden you see this ship rolling up with the black flag and then there's guys wearing like royals garb and there's guys in like native american garb and guys dressed like pirates and they're wearing the wigs like they because they would plunder these ships and take all their clothes and just mismatch their clothes they look like fucking crazy people and then there's blackbeard with just his face on fire well, <laughs> so well, these that's... people a lot of the time they wouldn't have to get off a shot they would just give up well, that's the conspiracy oh. theory behind Amelia Earhart. When her plane went down near the Bermuda Triangle, they found a certain makeup that she was known for using off one of the islands near the Bermuda Triangle. And they think this is the general facility of where her airplane had crashed. And they think that with all the smugglers' dens that were involved on these islands, when people would just hide and they would put all their liquor or some type of thing in there, a lot of these people that were smugglers that were trying to bring in alcohol to other foreign places or different islands to be able to trade, a lot of the times when they stored their alcohol, they didn't make it back. Like they died. And I think a mm -hmm. lot of people really forget, like even though it was like a couple hundred years ago, it was not like you didn't just like this is what I talk about, like my uh, buddy who's a Spartan history fanatic. His name's Steve. Um, he was telling me, he goes, yeah, when people would pray to the gods, when they would go out on a journey, all the times through movies, you see people praying to Poseidon for an easy, good fishing day or just for their father to come back home. And then you see the kid waiting on the fucking shore. I'm like, he just how long is he waiting there? Like nine, ten hours, two days a week. You don't know when your right. dad's fucking coming back. Right. Just when you expect it, I guess. But yeah, so yeah, pirates are fucking cool. They, uh, I actually have the uh, the Blackbeard flag, which I don't, I don't think it's actually attributed to him. Like, there's no evidence that he actually flew it. Just everyone says that's his flag, and it's the uh, the white skeleton. Oh, I think we talked about this before, actually. The white skeleton with the red heart, and he has the hourglass in his hand, like your time is up, and he's stabbing the heart with the spear. Hmm. If you look it up real quick, Blackbeard flag, it's kind of a menacing flag, but I like flying it high at my house. <laughs> it made a they little were, kid made a little were, kid cry at a campground. They were more liberators, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were they would they would because well originally they all started off because they were privateers. Yeah. So before they were pirates, what they did was they uh they got the letter of mark, which means they could plunder any ship that didn't fly under their 
home country's flag. They were doing the same shit between like I think it was the uh what's it, the Spaniards and the Americans or Spaniards and the British. I think the French too. They were all just had pirates all just fucking each other up. But then the war ended, so they were like, "Oh, you got to stop." And all these guys are like, "Well, we like doing this shit." So they kept doing it. I wonder how long until like if if I if we decided like technology was all gone. Um, no more technology. That means me and you could never talk to each other again because our cell phones wouldn't work anymore. Nothing would ever work anymore. I wonder how long society would revert back to some primal things um, if technology was all gone. Because like the volunteer firefighting, um, the volunteer firefighting force of Somalia are the Somalian pirates that people talk about. They used to be like a they call themselves the volunteer fire department because they used to be all fishermen. But what happened was people were coming in, um, Americans, every other country was coming in using giant future advanced technology compared to their basic primal things of a fucking boat in a net. And they were just capturing so much of their fish that it caused these people to become pirates and literally rob other people off their ship, capture their vehicles, commandeer their boats and kick them off the ship. They're not bad people people they're just on a lot of drugs which is like this leaf that they use that they chew which is basically cotton, like, right yeah it's, it's basically leaf. it's basically like meth and yeah, they would probably cut yeah it's caught and they would take this leaf and they would chew it and they would rob people's boats and stuff like that and i'm like i wonder how i mean because if you look at like certain countries now there are certain countries that we look at they go they're way primitive compared to our technology but i'm like how long would it take for us if we didn't have any of our technology to revert back to those things because people go well you would never revert back to something like that i'm like how long does it take though if we talk it about wouldn't take that long a lot well, of people if... would die at first really fast a lot if of people talk... would drink dirty water and shit themselves to death. Yeah, probably. <laughs> there would um, be millions that drink dirty water. I would probably be one of those. Um, I think about that. Like I might, there might be, it would, I guess it depends on how desperate I am. Cause I would try to boil all my water, but there'd probably be a time where it's like, all right, just this once. I don't even <laughs> like waiting on the microwave, waiting for boiling water is not happening. Um, <laughs> but like for civilizations, for instance, we're in civilization one or class one. Class two is when you start to go up into space and you're able to colonize on another planet. And then you never revert back past class two once you get up there, unless everyone on the moon fucking dies and everyone on Earth fucking dies. But now you have the technology to start colonizing on another planet. So you'll always have that knowledge after class two to be able to keep going and perpetuating forward. But if all technology just stopped, how long and like if there was no electronics that would work ever again for the next thousand something years, a meteor hits fucking Earth or a solar flare or something, a coronal ejection changes it all up. How long would it take? Because in 70,000 BCE, before Christ, for the people that believe that there was an earth before Christ, a lot of people don't believe that there was a time before Christ. They believe that as soon as God, Jesus was born, that's when life was created. Um, no, no. Adam and Eve. Okay. That's okay. Um, and people are made of clay. Sure. And people are made. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, women are made from men's rib. But in 70,000 BCE, there was literally the lowest population count, which there was only a couple thousand people on the planet. And that was after a giant meteor had hit and it had killed off a lot of fucking people. Now, it took a long time to us to be able to repopulate back until then. I mean, what is it? Was it Genghis Khan or? Yeah, it was Genghis Khan. The one that he, he his genetics are like one out of 10 people. Yeah, he took over basically all of Asia, most of Europe. He was a brutal fucking uh, like warlord. He was one of the only ones I think that was actually, it's funny because I think he is, him and Alexander the Great, I think are the only two that actually conquered Afghanistan ever. Since that's a hot topic right now. You know, the British couldn't do it. 
The Russians couldn't do it. It's like Spartans the reason do it. I think the settlers beat um a lot of the Indian tribes, especially the Comanches, who are known as like the most brutal. And I've had someone who studies indigenous studies tell me I'm like the Empire of the Summer Moon, that book that's always recommended by Jordan Peterson and all these major like even Rob Lowe recommends it. All it's a book from like a Native American perspective. Okay. Someone who studies indigenous studies said that it's a racist book. And I was like, so the 10,000 people that gave it five stars are racist. Like I'm fucking, and one of them is Jordan Peterson. And that, that dude doesn't seem very racist to me, but Wait, I what's guess that book called, I want to write that down real quick. Empire of the summer moon. Empire of the summer moon. I have this book list. That's so goddamn long. Well, how much, how much do you read? I, I, I listen to audiobooks. I think I have in my bookcase over here. Um, give me some background noise by looking at I have Skeleton Crew. I have an autographed thing of Star Trek, Spock's version, the book that he wrote. I had a guest send me a book one time. Told me it was a really good religious book that would help me through some tough scenarios. Was it the Was it the Bhagavad Gita? I think I said that right. I hope not. Oh, that's that Hindu book. I bought that off a monk at the farmer's market two weeks ago. Where are you fucking going to the? Why is a monk at a farmer's market? I don't know, dude. It was. I think it might have been my spirit animal. I was literally sitting there, just got there. So like, there's a farmer's market by my house. It's like this park. And uh, they uh, every Thursday, they had like a concert there. And then they have uh, food trucks and stuff. So I just went to this place, this food truck called Little Burger Bros. Got myself a little burger. Sitting there with my son and my wife. And we're just eating. And all of a sudden, this monk in full monk clothes, the robes and everything, had the dot on his head. He came walking up. He's like, how's it going? You know, and he started talking to us about it. And he was uh, don't he was going to give me the Bhagavad Gita. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I gave him some money for it. And yeah, I bought a bought the Bhagavad Gita off of a monk in a park. There was um. So I better fucking read that right. Like that's some real. Religious text. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's like a real like the way it happened. That's so weird. It's not like I just went online and bought it. Like okay. this book entered my life. I'm going to shatter your illusion real quick. So what? Uh, what, that sounded like <laughs> throw up. Oh my God. I'm not even going to edit that out of the audio only. That's going to be good burp. to have that was, a, that was a beer burp after eating a bunch of McDonald's this morning. Oh, why do you do that to yourself? Oh, because it was, what'd you get? I drank, I got a double or I got a, uh, the uh, quarter pounder with bacon and cheese. I've never gotten anything more than chicken nuggets or a double cheeseburger from there. No, I haven't eaten fast food probably in like seven years good for you i get it about maybe once a week the last thing i got from mcdonald's was a a, a coffee with 10 splenda in it jesus murphy Jesus so wait so does chick-fil-a count as fast food uh i think so we just finally got chick-fil-a here and i don't think it's it's like high class fast food i don't know what the hype is i don't get it because i think like six years ago when i was on my senior year of high school i used to always eat Man, six years ago. Holy shit. Don't even start. Don't even fucking start that shit. I'm getting old, man. Oh, don't even. God damn you, Robbie. Let me put don't on my reading even. glasses. Don't you even. Don't I'm you gonna do that. die soon. God damn um, it. Mostly from the gas station. Oh, sushis. my back. That's You're how I feel sometimes. Um, but I used to, every day, senior year, used to go to Chick-fil-A with my buddy after school. And we used to get a chocolate milkshake and used to get uh, a number three meal, which is a spicy chicken sandwich. 
Okay. And sit in the parking lot and then eat that. And then I remember I went, we, I think one day we decided to get Royal farms chicken. And then I almost got arrested at a Royal farms in the back parking lot because I got out of the car to wipe crumbs off my fucking, cause my buddy has a no food eating policy in the car. And then eventually he ended up breaking it. He had a Mustang and that's kind of like the, I guess the excuse to not eating food in the car. And I had a bunch of crumbs that were on my shirt, like perfectly. And I was like, I got to just fling them off my shirt when I get out of the car. So I got out of the car, right. I flung them out of my shirt. And a cop pulls up and goes, where'd you throw the drugs? I was like, what? He's like, where'd you throw the drugs? I was like, dude, I'm going to, I told my buddy, he's like, what do you, what, what does he want? I'm like, he says, where did I throw the drugs? He goes, tell him the truth. I'm like, if I tell him the truth, it's going to be horrible because I just flung off greasy ass chicken crumbs off my fucking shirt. <laughs> and I tried to explain it to him. He's like, okay. And he pulls up the flashlight and he's like looking around through the car and stuff. And my buddy's like, would you like me to get out of the car? And you search my car. He goes, are you giving me permission to search your car? I'm like, yeah, we don't have any drugs here. He gets out of the car, brand new, a fucking Mustang only like, I think I was like a couple months old, check the back seat and everything. Everything's good. And he sees the Royal Farms trash. He goes, oh, so you really were throwing out chicken crumbs. I'm like, yeah, I'm a disgusting piece of shit. I, <laughs> he has a no food eating policy in his fucking car. <laughs> just eating food. I'm just eating food. That, you wonder why people have eating disorders because situations like that, that could have yeah. easily gave me the worst. I could never want to eat food again all because I'm afraid a cop's going to come out. killed. Yeah. <laughs> Shot in the head. Just for eating some royal farms chicken so you don't go there anymore you only go to chick-fil-a well every time we go to royal farms to get chicken it's always like we're out of chicken i'm like but your it's sign your name says world famous chicken well it's it's only it's, it's like I, i'm not gonna put any more chicken on i'm like it's 2 p.m do you expect people to come in here and not because she was like i'll i'll get i'll make your french fries for you and i'm like the fuck i paid for a chicken tender meal i'm not just gonna eat french fries but they had the potato wedges so they are pretty good yeah, the potato wedges at places are pretty good. But yeah, I don't understand the hype for Chick-fil-A. We just got one here, and like I drive by there, and like the line is like wrapped around the building. Why is Disneyland so popular? You know why? It's because they're, like, they're suppressed. I don't know what it is. When you go to Chick-fil-A, they're like, in their eyes, I can just sense, like, help me. I'm being yeah. held against my will, but it's yeah, good they money. They got people directing traffic in the parking lot. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. Like, The Popeye's sandwich is better anyways. That's what everyone says, but at Popeyes, you get shot if you go and try and grab a chicken sandwich. We there was that thing when, when the when the Pop, <laughs> when the Popeyes chicken sandwich and um the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich were having a battle. There was a video of a woman that got out of her car at a Popeyes and pulled a gun out and pointed at the person behind her to back the fuck up while she was waiting for her order. Because the food there is that much better, it gets people angry. That's why. Only eating Popeyes once. There's not actually one like very near my house. I have to be like down in the city. How did we go from like an intellectual talk about pirates to fucking fast food? I don't know. I bet you this pirates is, wish they had fast food. This they is all, all that scurvy. suppression from the 9-11 episode when we were trying to stay on topic the whole fucking time. <laughs> we did a pretty good job, I think. We forgot some major points. We definitely. Yeah, I thought about that after. Like we didn't really talk about the after effects because that's really what the conversation was supposed to be about. We didn't really focus on the fact of like how many people profited off of another thing of misfortune like 9 11 mm -hmm. shirts that were being sold in the fucking and i think that's what we see now is like people are still trying to profit with news clip articles and things of that sort dude it, it's interesting that you say that because so yesterday like i wrote a piece i was trying to really i don't know if you saw it or not on the libservative page and uh just trying to like really decompress and like think about like my thoughts about it 
And so then I was trying to find a picture that could go with it, like the remember 9-11, you know. And when you're looking at it, it just made it seem so trivial. And like, and like all of a sudden it's a bunch of t-shirts and it's like, do these people even give a fuck? Or are they just trying to make a buck, you know? And it's like, so yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that. Cause yesterday I had the same thought of how, like, it's been so just commercialized that this uh, tragic thing that everyone's just trying to make money on it. I mean, can you be mad at someone just trying to make a buck? But no. I just feel like we shouldn't be in a situation where you have to be reverted to that just to make a quick dollar for yourself. Yeah, I don't blame the person, you know, necessarily. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it was it was definitely something that was like bothered me a little bit where it's like, like you're over here trying to, yeah, yeah, it's uh, when I, yeah. <laughs> I would kind of like to see an alternate timeline where we were born like maybe 100 years before and see if we were different people than who we are today. Because I feel definitely I'm a lot softer than a lot of like my grandparents had to go through and then all that yeah, type of stuff. Because they were had to boil their water and had to deal yeah. with polio and smallpox. And well, actually, I don't know about smallpox. When was the, the smallpox vaccine made? I know they started inoculating people in 1782. George Washington did. That was the first uh, vaccine mandate in the country. 1782. He made he mandated that all of his soldiers had to get inoculated for smallpox because he was killing more soldiers than the British were. So similar to what's going on now. Yeah. And then again, in 1905, a little bit of precedent has also been set that uh, it was Jacobson versus Massachusetts. And this pastor tried to deny getting vaccinated and the Supreme Court shut him down and said, nope, you can, for the sa public safety of people. But the, here's the catching thing, though. It's in his, in the ruling, it says that for like, the safety of the the masses or whatever there, th there can be things like mandates your personal liberties don't supersede the personal liberties of other people and some long drawn out thing like that but they said under legislation not just bureaucracies like just saying it's going to happen like the cdc and osha and all how about just pay me to stay home yeah right I, i'm okay with that i'm perfectly fine if you don't want me going out and associating with others and that's okay. I'm going to go home. What was weird was nobody questioned the fact of it's like, oh, sunlight's good to protect against whatever. And yeah, then you start to D. see, well, why is everybody locked in their fucking house? Yeah, none of it made sense. When there's when the Spanish flu happened, they uh, they when they were grasping at straws and not knowing what the fuck to do, they they did. They just rolled patients in their beds outside in the sun. Would you be helped? Would you be comfortable with like if you had to choose two areas of research to fund your money into? Would you fund it into a fact of being able to clone or time travel? Hmm. That's a really good ethics question. Because both can have very negative, very, yeah. very negative so, outcomes. Whichever one you choose, I'm going to toss out the negative outcome with it. Oh, man. Maybe cloning. Okay. If you clone, because you're, you're not. What? Go ahead. You're you, going to be you, farming people and like your clone's definitely going to be like a second class citizen. It's going to be a fucking sex slave. A sli you're going to fuck yourself. <laughs> They're going to be people fucking a clone of Corey Walsh. <laughs> just a bunch of clones of me. Just... Why is he duct taped to the fucking wall? 
their eyes are just like you could just tell which ones are the clones and not because the ones that are just like their eyes are sunken in they just look like soulless because they're, they're dead just <laughs> they're dead, dead inside, inside from seeing too much shit <laughs> there's me just walking around just doo -doo -doo, all happy because i'm okay they're like oh you're the original this cory went to business school this one got <laughs> fucking gang banged by four different dudes repeatedly I was going to say you cannot transfer over your consciousness. So people trying to live forever, once you go and you have your – like you'll never die. But if you have a clone right now, there's a backup clone. If you die, your consciousness only awakens that clone, but you don't remember anything from that Corey that died's past life. So that means any of the – that means if you went to school right now and if you went to and got a law degree and spent however long, now, your younger clone, the version of you right now that you're cloned as, would not remember about anything from law school. So you can't just transfer your consciousness and live forever. It would be a whole different Corey. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a whole different person living a whole different experience. Sonder. I think it's yeah. Sonder. Yeah. So would you still choose that or time travel? Well, I wouldn't like I would if I choose, I, I guess I would choose that because I think time travel, we'd quickly just completely interrupt the whole balance the space of time continuum. Well, that's and the just, point about time travel is that you cannot go back before the time machine was created. So things would just get fucked up real fast. Well, no, you just couldn't <laughs> go. You couldn't fuck up the past. That means time machine. Once the time machine's created, there's a branching off point where now only time you can ever if you go forward in time, you can only go back to when the time machine was first created. You cannot just fucking go way back to the dinosaurs and start fucking them all and creating half human dinosaur things. Well, that, that was actually one of my biggest fears, so I think... Or uh, a half-human dinosaur? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd like to go back to the pirate age. That would be cool. Go be a pirate for a little bit. Imagine if they're all, like, five, six, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is going to be easy as shit. <laughs> you just show up with a sack of oranges, and you're a king, man. Like, just knowing basic dynasty. Like, listen, let's eat this slice of orange, put it in your mouth, boop, it's what... No, scurvy. I know, but I don't think that's they how it. Think you're. I know, I know. It's <laughs> not like one orange peel can fucking stop the scurvy. They've already probably experienced twenty fucking years of it. Yeah, they probably all have created some syphilis too. Do you ever think about that with the knowledge that you have now? Have you ever read the book uh, the Yankee and King Arthur's Court? Why is your connection like interrupting on me? Uh oh, that's not good. Do you have any browsers open? Close your browsers. I don't Come on, we're in 900 episodes. You haven't gotten your shit together by now. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I need to actually. I was just talking to uh, what's it called? Um, Jesus. Fucking Xfinity. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I was Jesus talking to Xfinity just just the other day because uh, I need to get my router updated or something. I don't know what's going on with it, but it's. I just pictured the phone call with you and Xfinity. Hello, Xfinity. Yes, how can we help you, Corey? Is there something wrong with the internet? Yeah, I'm just wondering why I can't be on Pornhub and also have my Xbox playing Netflix at the same exact time. While I'm streaming Robbie. <laughs> like, well, who's well, Robbie? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's just too much going on. And it's funny because I can't see your right hand because I know your shoulder's messed up, but it looks like it's below the screen holding onto your... Oh, it's on your vape pen. Oh, that's good. Can you my reach hands. your... Can you touch the ceiling? Well... It's up there. I can't reach it, but okay. That's not a ceiling, actually. That's a shelf. So it looks looks like a ceiling, but it's not. How many pirates do you think you could beat up if you went back in time? Oh, Jesus, none. You could probably take <laughs> one, right? There's <laughs> got to be one. one shitty one that doesn't do anything. That's like only like cleaning right. the boat. 
Yeah, so it depends. So, like, did they just come off like a three month voyage where they're all like dehydrated oh, and sun blistered and shit? You're tackling the fatigue aspect. I like that. That's, you're an yeah. outside thinker. Yeah, yeah. But if like if they're like spry and they're all like pumped to go get on the ship, and I'm on the dock and one of them hard shoulders me, I'm just gonna go. Oh yeah, no problem, guys. But go there was by. a there's a sense of bravado. Like, I, it's interesting we talk about the pirate thing because I was playing Black Flag of Assassin's Creed, and it's all the pirate the game. It is. It's probably their best one. They, but, and it's pretty historical. Like they, uh, uh, what's her face? The girl, something kid, I think it is. But she was a real, kid, real pirate. But bonnet he, or whatever. Oh, um, but that one and Assassin's Creed Three are probably my one of my favorites. And I think it's just an aspect of like, there's a lot of shit back then that was just interesting. Like it was cool to work against. Like that's why I think teaching is eventually going to be where it's like instead of forcing you know, kids to go back to school or instead of doing all these types of things, maybe you should just keep it as an open inventorium and then expect people to be able to find the information out for themselves. I was actually talking about this with a friend, which was like, when you don't give homework, I don't like, I never liked homework as a kid. I never did it. But what I did do was on the bus ride to school, I would cram it all in, whether it was copying someone else's work or just trying my best to fill in a bunch of stuff. It shows that you, you, it's not like you didn't give a shit. You just didn't prioritize it. And I think that helps you manage a crucial skill into your life, which is not about balancing your checkbook, but also developing a skill, which is just on the concept of, are you going to choose a priority? Are you going to choose to expand your knowledge? Are you going to capture that vein of information? Or are you going to choose to do something else and then have to cram it in last minute? Or are you going to end up getting in trouble? Right. A little bit more like open world, kind of like more guidance than just strict policy. Well, I think there's weird methods of how people turn out, and it always seems like the people that have like the really shittiest kind of life turn out sometimes in a good way. You know, it's like that. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. The social justice warrior that tried to light a fire in California during the wildfires to trap the fucking firemen in there. Yeah. He was yeah. a fucking professor at a school that teaches social justice. Yeah. Like, what are we talking? You wonder the kids are all fucked up today. Yeah, we we actually we <laughs> we had a segment on our show on Libservative called uh, "How Woke Is Too Woke." <laughs> like, that's woke. Social- <laughs> yeah, that's too woke. Like that'll show them. Look, climate change is real. <laughs> it's like Jesse Smollett. Yeah, the one who uh, got himself jumped or whatever. And it had a noose hanging around his neck when pe- the cops came to the door. He was eating a Subway sandwich with a fucking noose around his neck. It's like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> like, you What's kept up? it on? What are you trying to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh... I think there's, like, just, there needs to be a class of critical thinking. Like, if somebody offers you, like, this, then you look at that, and people go, oh, it's this, it's going to be this. It's like, well, what's the what's the downsides of all that? And that's, like, an important thing to add in. And I think that just comes from talking with people. You start to understand a different perspective view of something than someone else, than you might not have seen the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I love it how uh, I just, I ranted all that, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, well, you, you basically said it. Like, I don't know what else to add to it, I guess. Sorry. I'm a genius. You're just a genius. Thank All you. hail Robbie. God bless. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. Oh, my God, dude. Every time I hear God bless, it's just tainted now because, so there's, have you ever heard that Facebook group called uh, uh, a group where we pretend to be boomers in a car club? No. Okay. <laughs> so I follow one group. Facebook group and it's a Bob Ross painting club. Oh, nice. 
So this group is literally a bunch of like youngins like me and you and even younger. And they just pretend to be boomers on the internet in this group. So everyone just speaks in all caps and just this hashtag hashtags things and always says God bless and post pictures where like the camera is like this. You know, so the picture of it is like this of them because like that's what old people fucking do. And uh it's just so fucking funny. But like all of a sudden this group, this is the craziest story about this group, is so someone posted this like post in a marketplace of this guy named Gary. Gary E. Ryder is his name. And he posted this like janky ass, like probably fifty year old air compressor. And it was like for 250 bucks. And he's like, just selling this. I need a new liver. Thanks. God bless. He like in boomer fashion, posted this thing because he, he needed money for these medicine because he was getting a new liver. Yeah. Well, this boomer group finds that. And they were just like, oh, you know, oh, Gary's too busy cranking his hog. He needs to find a new liver. And so this fucking group found the GoFundMe for this guy. And in, I think it was 36 hours, all, everyone that was in that group, thousands of these people, raised like 50 grand for this guy nice for him and but here's the funniest fucking thing dude they stayed in boomer character when they commented on the gofundme it's like <laughs> if you look up uh garth you know, brooks here's 200 bucks old boy uh gary i would give you 300 but bar won't let me lol god bless like <laughs> like just dumb shit like that it's like uh the your mom's house podcast with tom segura they always have this bit about garth brooks and my buddy actually made a couple of videos they played on their show, which is Garth Brooks, like having bodies in the basement because he just looks like a psychopath and like, uh, let's get physical with, with music. I like that. Like, that's what he would say. <laughs> and then people just kept commenting. If you look up his uh, music videos on like YouTube, people just comment like, Garth, tell us where the bodies are buried. And it's just like, I would love that if all, if, if this if this show could do one thing, it's just comment on Mr. Rogers uh, fucking whatever videos he has and just be like, release your secrets release your secrets mr rogers even i know he's, he's dead i know he's, <laughs> dead, he's dead release your secret i bet you the family's milking the shit out of his fucking character no i bet you ever you ever uh hear of the rapper prof croft maga prof p-r-o-f oh i know that he did a mr rogers song yep yep yeah the squad goals song yeah it was pretty good. that's <laughs> yeah, what i think mr rogers was like he was definitely doing some type of drugs or he was doing something kinky on the side well before he before he was doing that, he was like a sniper in Vietnam or something. What? Yeah, look it up I, real quick. I'm Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he was like a he, he was like Green Beret. He was like a decorated soldier. So like he probably has some demons, and that's probably why he was all solemn and like peaceful and like, hey kids. Don't do what I did. Okay, you're definitely wrong. Am I? Yeah. Oh no, was it is it is that fake news? That was huge fake news. The first thing is following graduation 1951, Rollins College, Winter Park, Florida, with a degree in musical composition. Rogers worked for NBC in New York City and then for the public television station WQED in Pittsburgh. Uh, nuts. Dude, we got taught. So our he said Mr. Rogers is a Green Beret. I was like, hold on a fucking second. Our, our teacher in fourth grade told us that. Your teacher's a goddamn liar. Yeah. Well, I'm not mad at that, though. There's plenty of information that as a teacher, if you're teaching like kindergarten or third graders or something like that, you can just spread misinformation and every kid will fucking believe you. Damn. Wow. I just had my earth shook. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay.
We can't spread misinformation on this you show. You can't. No, I'd rather we be have, a truther. We have to. Be, that's the dumbest fucking name for a conspiracy group. Nine Eleven truthers. That means you have a definitive. I've talked about this with so many people already, but they all yeah. talk about like the the truther thing is ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, I don't like anything that is a definitive answer because I believe there are no definitive answers in life. That book taught me that when it hit me in the head, and I opened it up and saw that it said fucking. There is no realities. There is no realities. There is no. As he takes another hit of DMT. Just take a meth pipe. It sounds like I'm just saying, like when you that dream you explained it did, it sounded like a DMT trip. Ah, uh, I don't know. My dreams are always like super intense like that. Well, that's I, basically I, what DMT is. It's the molecule that like makes you dream you or sleep. whatever. Yeah. yeah, when you sleep, but when you do it, you're awake. Imagine but you close your eyes, you're basically. Imagine if you die when you sleep, and that's what happens is that when you die in your sleep, you end up stuck in that dimension forever. I would fucking hate that. Yeah, unless it was a cool-ass dream. Yeah. I've like had some cool-ass dreams. I just posted up Corey on duct tape on the wall, and he fucking looks astonished because he's <laughs> <laughs> dead inside. Yeah, but like I've had dreams where I'm at like Cedar Point, and that'd be a cool place to end. Actually, actually I don't know. Being stuck in a theme park your entire life would probably get pretty boring. You'd probably get a headache. I, re- I rode a roller coaster 73 times before. It was called the Crazy Mouse. And I just had – there's no one at the amusement park. So I would just play like a couple hours of laser tag where people would just play laser tag and then go on a ride. But I would always have this roller coaster all by to myself. My grandma would just sit on the bench, and she would just watch me ride this roller coaster. And as you're spinning around in like this mouse cart type thing, it goes up. It's, it doesn't do a loop It just goes up and around. And what happens is it hits the corners really fast, and it feels like you're going to slide out of your seat and fly off. But then it keeps spinning around, so it's like on a gyro, so it just keeps going. Does it like just go up and then kind of just come down like this? Yeah. Because there was a ride just like that, uh, Michigan Adventures, but it's called the Mad Mouse. You know? I fucking miss carnivals, man. I just, I don't know what it is about, like, just like, come see the amazing reptile boy and laugh at his deformality. So I'm like, oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Come make fun of people with disabilities. <laughs> that's literally what it's it definitely a 19th even 20th century thing 21st century we're too woke bro look um, we're not that advanced compared to back in the day i mean now we just watch people get terminated off social media but back in the day people used to watch people get hung in the middle of the fucking street was a mm-hmm. v- surgery was a show back in the day they used yeah. to go to surgeries and watch it in an open auditorium watching a dude get his knee chopped off or his leg chopped off yeah, that's why I think it's kind of bullshit when people today say, oh, it's just too much violence on TV, that it's just messing with people. And it's like, is there? Because like 100 years ago, people were bringing their kids to public executions to show them, don't be bad, or that could be you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Salem witch trials. <laughs> like, like, we, like, you know, we just talked about Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great. Like, There's no way it was less violent back then than it is now. Well, the Salem witch trials, I had an expert on my show. She's a good friend of mine, Lainey. Um, She was talking to me about it. She goes, yeah, but people would just snitch on other people and call them a witch, so much like people call people racist Mm -hmm. today. Yeah, none of them were actually witches. They were just – But it's like, you want a new house? I heard even guys that were just upset with their wives, they would just be like, she's a fucking witch, burn her. And then they would just get a new relationship after they were caught cheating. You see that bitch over there? She told me to pick up my fucking socks. I bet the roast beef won't be late tonight. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> fucking you horrible better, you better make that dinner or i'm gonna tell john next door that i saw you making the chair float 
No, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. It's life threatening. God damn it. It's like the Dark Ages. The Dark Ages is when theology got a hold in the in Europe. After the Roman Empire fell, theocracy took hold. Do you think that a lot of this stuff isn't really beliefs, but it's just like a crazy imagination? Like, because I was talking to someone who was telling me, he's like, you notice when imagination stops is kind of when you hit puberty and you just start funneling your hormones into a different thing rather than just being so pent up as a little kid. And it's like, yeah, I wonder how many people back in the day knew about that whole like top because trying to survive. I doubt you had the physical capacity to want to fuck things. I mean, there are definitely pirates and stuff that would pillage and then they'd want to do stuff like that. But like, I don't really, you don't see a lot of movies where it's like, you know, Alexander the Great fucking Jack and his wink behind the Merlin's magic table or something like that. You don't fucking see any of that. Right. But there was also a lot less cameras and like video and stuff like that. Back no then. shit. Like, you know, when we're watching Netflix, it's not fucking real shit. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like. When he was writing his book, I doubt that in his, or when he was like writing his memoirs or whatever, when people were writing about him, I'm sure he wasn't Louis C.K. in it up and just cranking it in front of everyone. He probably went behind a bush and did it by himself. I would like to go and try and find, because like I know there's Freemasonries, there's two sections. There's like the imaginary Freemasons and there's the regular Freemasons. And the imaginary ones is more of a concept of like they like to do the spells. They like to do all the witchcraft shit and study the books and stuff like that. I like those a lot better because I think it's like LARPing. Like it's like that's it's all QAnon one was LARPing. It's just fucking people give a shit about your online persona and they don't really yeah, you're not really a successful person in real life. Like a lot of the like the militia men and stuff. Especially out here in Michigan, we have a huge group of militia men. It's like they're just going to the woods and pretending to be military, shooting off their guns, just LARPing. You really have that down there? Oh, yeah. There's militias all over here. How many militias? There's the three percenters. There's the uh, the Wolverines, I think they're called. <laughs> uh, Red Dawn? Yeah. I mean, well, Wolverines also are a state animal. You have, so. have you ever seen one? Nope. The first one was seen, I think, two years ago in Michigan. And before that, the last one ever seen was like 1886 or I'm about something. I was about to say, like yeah. That. It's like, I don't know if they went extinct, but every time someone, no one's ever seen a Wolverine and lived, I'm like, they're that fucking vicious. Yeah, they're pretty brutal. Like, I think someone finally saw one. Like the last, the first sighting of a wolverine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google that real quick. I'm a, all right, Google that, and I'm gonna ask you, what's the worst animal you would hate to die by? Probably like a wolf, because they like start with your ass. No, that's hyenas. Or hyenas, yeah. Okay, hyena. Or a snake. A snake would be fucking scary. Wolves bite you in like the throat and rip your throat out of your body. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, hyena. It's like they start with like your ass. Like I don't know if bears eat your dick first. Do they really? Yeah, hi. I just don't like hyenas because they like to pick your intestines out. Like they aim for your ass, and then they also can pick out your intestines and try and rip your intestines out piece by piece. I'd rather just something bite me in the head and get it over with. Like I would never want to fight a shark, because a shark is like you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they usually, but they usually just take like one chomp out of you. I don't think they like, or an alligator would suck because they drown you. Yeah. Oof. It's got dark quick. Stop Googling things on my show. You're messing up the flow. I'm sorry. I was looking for the last setting of Wolverines. I'm They're sorry. They're dead. They're all extinct. They don't exist but, anymore. No, they exist. I'm who's your you libservative animal for your podcast? You gotta have a mascot. Ooh, who's your mascot? 
we talked about this last time. I told you it was the you Dodo bird. A, yeah, the Dodo bird. Sorry, I was just about to say that. I apologize. Name's My mind's Dan. on Wolverine now. Dan the Dodo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have the power to just make that executive veg decision. <laughs> Veggie tails it. Veggie tails it. Take a piece of asparagus. <laughs> uh maybe a porcupine no i can't do a porcupine because dan's that's, not necessarily libertarian i'll say that's my buddy's show is um the porcupine he's got a porcupine what, his... was he copyrighted it he just well, he, no one else can use porcupines no i'm you, just kidding i say you and him both started a libertarian podcast i'm like jesus christ <laughs> well ours is uh i have libertarian views i wouldn't consider myself full tilt libertarian because some of those views i could you're more it's conservative like, about some stuff too. Conservative. Yeah. Like I heard what? you talk about you don't like any of the um immigrants coming over to this country. They should all stay in their cages. I was like, Corey, you can't say Wait, that on whoa, the show. Whoa, whoa, that's that's kidding. fake news. That's <laughs> fake news. <laughs> that's fake news. <laughs> if I had a collar right now, I'd be like tucking that, like, holy shit, what did I say that? I must um, have been wasted. No. <laughs> it's like, well, I've never second guessed myself. Might as well not go back on it now. Um <laughs> It's like Andrew Yang when he comes in and he's like, I want to make a third party. Everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they need we need it though. Those two no, we just need to suck. like an we need to try an independent, I think. But I'm not I don't I don't want to get super I know it's kind of like what we always do is get into politics, but the yeah, I've been trying we've been to be doing, out we've been doing pretty good so far. Everybody keeps dragging me into it. I'm like, because it's I think it's gonna eventually people are just gonna get sick of it. I think it's just a trend. And sadly, this trend has been going on for the longest time. And I think it's just because in like what was it? Barack Obama was like the first president that the people actually wanted in there, like where it actually was a visual show of just people wanting the president in there and actually having a change in the vote. And everything after that has been like people actually voting and getting change happening. Then now I'm yeah. starting to see this shift where it's like I'm starting to see the power slowly come out of our hands. Like the government's like, all right, we got to take control of this fucking shit. You know, we got to sway opinions. We got to sway thoughts because this shit's getting out of control. Yeah, I think it's just the, the old guard just trying to hold on. I think. We're seeing that out of desperation because they know that they're losing their power. We're seeing younger heads come in with radically different ideas on both sides. And the old head, you know, the Nancy Pelosi's, Mitch McConnell's, Chuck Schumer's, you know, even though like Kevin bring back McCarthy. Sarah Palin where she would be like, I can see I know about Alaska because I can see it from my backyard. I'm like, yeah, I, I fucking see, get her I can in see there. Russia from my house. <laughs> Don't you know <laughs> the governor of Alaska? We're a rootin' tootin'. Gun grabbing. Wait, what did she? Oh man, what did she say? I don't know. That girl was a. That girl was something. It's kind of what. <laughs> I just look at it like there's the person that you want in power is never the one that wants the power. The person that probably best fit for it never wants it. There was one person throughout history that has given up power once he was given to it, and he died six FDR. months later. In a, well, he died six months later in a cave of liver cancer. In a cave of liver cancer. A cave of liver cancer. So like oh. he died of liver cancer in a cave. Was it a cave or like a shack or something like that? He fucking isolated himself and then died six months later. Wait, are you talking about FDR? I don't think so. Who gave, who else gave up power? I don't know. Oh. I don't Google that shit. Because Washington did. He stepped down. Washington did. But he didn't die from liver cancer. But FDR died in his wheelchair from... What was it? I know that he had polio... He was cured from that, but I think he died. I forget what he died from, but yeah, he, he died. But I think he might have died in office, actually. 
I don't know who died of liver cancer, though, in a cave. There's only been 10 di dictators throughout history that have given up power. Oh, he was a dictator that did it. I don't know if it was a dictator. That was just the first article I read, but the Wikipedia one said Lucius Quintus Sincatus was a Roman patriot statesman and military leader of the early Roman Republic who became a legendary figure of Roman virtue, particularly civic virtue, by the time of the late Republic. Um, he was a conservative opponent of the rights of the plebeians, the common citizens who fell into poverty because of his son's violent opposition to their desire of the written code of equally enforced laws. Despite his old age, he worked his own small farm until an invasion prompted his fellow citizens to call for his leadership. He came from his plow to assume complete control over the state, but upon achieving a swift victory, relinquished his power and its perquisites and returned to his farm his success and immediate resignation of his near absolute authority within the end of the crisis traditionally dated to 458 bc has often been cited as an example of outstanding leadership service to the greater good civic imagine that yeah. you're on a fucking what a humble guy you're on a fucking farm plowing out your field working out to the end of your old age and then people just come up to you and say we need you to take control because the we're gonna end up killing all of ourselves and he just comes in fixes everything and then goes i'm done like what we need you to lead us nope this isn't my duty and fucking that is some think about that Corey. you're working on a fucking field and i run up to you <laughs> Corey, <laughs> Corey, sitting there, you're holding the plow. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you need me to do what? Corey, I need you to lead the Armada into a new age of freedom. We're burning ourselves. We're hurting ourselves. Can you please help us out? Uh, I don't know, man. I got, I got all this shit to do. Like, just I, one oh, more I'm... job. <laughs> just one more job. I told you the last time was the last time. <laughs> <laughs> one more job. And then you come back, and then after everything's done. So many people have died fighting for this whole new rebellion. And then we go to you, it's finished. You get to be our leader. And then you say, no, no. I'm going back to my fucking farm and finishing the rest of my turnips. And we're like, but we need you. And then you die out in the field by yourself, just like you wanted. Just like I wanted alone and in the dirt. Two types of people, people that won't leave people the fuck alone and people that want to be left alone. Yeah. That's where that's like, that's like such a premise for like so many eighties movies. Like how they start, <laughs> like the guy like is just a hermit by himself up in the woods and a cat. One more job. They're like, yeah, and then they, we need you, Connor. And he's like, I told you the last time was the last time. <laughs> I've seen too much tragedy. I'm just trying I've to live my life alone. <laughs> too many drugs. <laughs> Clade's back, Connor. Who was God, the God, God was, damn it? Who was the cop? <laughs> you know, like, who was the cop from Family Matters or whoever that was? Steve Urkel's like neighbor. I think that was his dad. I don't think that was his dad. In Family think, Matters? I think his dad was a cop. No, his dad was... No, they don't think they ever mentioned Steve Urkel's family. He used to just be the noisy neighbor that used to come over and bother the family. I think his name was Carl. You're right. Yeah, so yeah. So I thought that Steve Urkel was a part of that family. So Key and Peele did a sketch of that, and they had the Carl guy. He goes, you're done with the job. He goes, you're done with the job. You hot up on cocaine. Guy goes, don't talk about my cocaine habits. He goes... I've snorted more cocaine than you weigh, motherfucker. It's like, <laughs> it was the funniest shit. <laughs> That's a show that left and then came back, and then people were not even upset about he left. Like, it's my issue with Steve from uh, Blue's Clues. Everyone's like, Steve's back, Steve's back. I'm like, motherfucker, 
he left and everyone's like, well, he left to go to college. I was like, he was filming the show and when his like late twenties, he's 40 something. Now he already said in an article in 2016, he left because his hair was falling out. That's why he was bald in the fucking video. And he had a fucking cap on, but then yeah. the ending where he's like, you look great, by the way, I was like, oh, you piece of shit. You're making me feel good. I'm on a <laughs> meth binge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I saw, do you see the meme where it's like, he left right when the Afghanistan war started and then he came back when it was ended. And then they see that he was actually just the secret ops guy over there. Fucking <laughs> shit up. I don't know. Cause it's obviously was, a joke, but there was so many people like with the, the guy who was in the popular, like streamer that was in the Capitol Hill thing. There was also a picture of a military guy who was in Afghanistan that looked just like the streamer dude. And everyone's like, he's over there too. It's all fake. And I'm like, God, like I don't fucking technology's getting to the point where it's hard to tell what the fuck's real anymore. Yeah. And it's easy to make someone look different. And that kills you when someone just shares something from the internet. And they just assume <laughs> can, we it's go, true. can we go back to school when someone used to just write your name and then a dick on the wall and then they used to fucking walk out of the bathroom. <laughs> now it's all fucking like people are just putting up your fucking face everywhere and photoshopping you or womboing your face to say some shit you haven't said. Man, I couldn't even imagine what high school is like. Corey talking about the immigrants locked in cages again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's me like this. My mouth would be completely different. You just hear this voice go. And then I think that all those children should not only be locked up, but chained. Like <laughs> I'm like, clipping oh, that. Fuck. That's going to be a sound bite. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to be careful what you say on these shows. Oh, I know, right? That's insane. Full disclaimer now, because we made this joke enough, I do not think kids should be locked in cages. I think for the southern border, we need more immigrant lawyers and judges. Yeah. And we, need a, we need to uh, expedite just getting people in the fucking country. It's so okay. They get jobs here and get and pay they taxes. Just, they just made it illegal to film the kids, so now it's still happening. Oh. Just you just can't just, film it. Shh, shh, what kids? What, what kids? About? With the fucking tinfoil blankets that pull at your heartstrings. Right. Yeah, how about we just end the war on drugs and stop the cartel stranglehold of the country and let them stabilize their country, so then that way they just have a stable government. They don't need to fucking <laughs> run here. Did you see the picture in the camp with all the dead <laughs> bodies? Where the, like during the pandemic, they had a bunch of like, here's all the COVID deaths. There's like a bunch of people loading up bodies and trash bags into trucks. And there was like a bunch of trash bag bodies in these cages. And they were just covered and looked like the tinfoil blankets kind of, but they were like, look at all these COVID deaths. And then somebody zoomed into the picture and it was a dude smoking a fucking cigarette like outside of this trash bag. And it was like, were they faking a photo? And I don't put that above the government to do that. You know right, what I mean? Right. And that's so funny. It's like in it, like in that, in that episode of it's always sunny when they're in the film scene, when they go to go to be actors or whatever. And it's this scene where it's just supposed to be a movie about like the Bosnian uh, genocide. So they were just a bunch of extras where they were just covered in blood and they were supposed to be dead lying on the ground. But every time they go to do the scene, like Frank like has a sausage in his hand. And every time the camera goes by him, he bites in the sausage like, cut, cut, cut. Like, <laughs> like that, like the guy just with their smoke and it's like, God damn it, John, you couldn't have a cigarette for not five minutes. <laughs> it's just, it's so hard to know what's real now because like now I think like back in the day, like they used to be able to like, hey, a plane exploded like and you're like what it's like yeah a bunch of people died on it there was actually a cia missions or it was a cia fbi that were doing investigations on things where it was like well we had all these reporters on an airplane and they all exploded it's like what happened it well it didn't make it off the runway and then the news would just run it 
and it was just media that was fed to news. They literally got a fake airplane, like an actual airplane, but with fake bodies in it, like dummies. And they would literally blow it up with a bunch of equipment inside of it to make it look like that actually happened. And it's like, it's not above like a crazy idea that they're going to try and create up a fake story. And this is like, um, there's a, what is it? The guy who was doing all these arson refires turned out he was a person that was actually starting a lot of these arson. Like he was a writer about arsonry. He was yeah. writing books about arsonry and he was actually starting arsonry fires because Gary he Maynard. It's like, you, it's like Nightcrawler where you're trying to look for the next story and you start creating the things. There are so many people that like in doctors, for instance, when doctors are in medical medical school, they're researching a certain symptom and they start feeling like they are developing the symptoms that they're researching. It's, same shit like OJ. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Everyone says it's, it was a cover up for his son. His son actually killed him. Oh, I haven't heard that one. I, was a I just know the goofball fucking writes a book if I did it. Get well, the fuck out of here. Someone wrote a book about him for that. And then that family said, you can include all this stuff in there, but you have to put if on the fucking page. And they made the if really, really fucking small. It just says I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I did it. That's why he only sticks to like making Twitter motivational videos. He doesn't do any podcasts or anything. I think it's because right. he can't legally be on like media or something like that, right? He can only be on Twitter. I don't know. Was that like a stipulation for him? I don't know. There was something about OJ where it was like he couldn't do a certain thing or he can never work on TV again or play sports. You ever see the naked gun? Yeah, naked gun. That's how I knew OJ. <laughs> I knew OJ from that. I didn't know him from football and all that shit. <laughs> the juice. I remember I was watching. I was like, I love Naked Gun. And then everyone's like, yeah, it has OJ. And then I'm like, OJ's in it. And I was like, that's OJ. Oh, my God. He gets shot like that scene. right? It's fucking lit up. <laughs> he gets, gets the wet paint on him, smacks his head, and he just keeps freaking out. Oh, man, jeez. <laughs> that's comedy I fucking appreciate is like dumb oh, shit so like good. that. Like Scary Movie 3 is probably one of my all-time favorite fucking movies. You ever seen Top Secret? I think so. With uh, Charlie Sheen? Possibly. It's slapstick comedy like that. Top Secret, Top Secret Part 2. Uh, oh, Johnny Dangerously with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh. What's other ones that I know of? Well, old superhero TV shows used to be like that. Like, there's an old superhero oh. TV show, Batman, where he had a bomb. The movie? Well, the old Batman uh, show where he had a bomb in his hand, a giant-ass bomb, and it's like fuses going down, and he's trying to get rid of it, and he goes to yep. throw it, and there's a baby um, in a stroller and a woman pushing a baby, and he's like, can't throw it that way, and he turns to throw it another way, and it's a bunch of nuns, and he goes to throw it off the pier, and it's a fucking – and in that video, it shows there's a guy mopping – and he's not even mopping the fucking pier. He's hovering his mop above the fucking pier. Everyone's like, look at all these infallacies that are happening in the show. Dude, that movie, that whole movie's a fucking trip, man. I like, mean, my wife watch it. Like, it's just so, like, bad. Like, he just pulls out, like, shark repellent spray, like, out of his belt <laughs> when the really shitty shark is, like, trying to bite him. I like shit like that, though. Like, a lot of people yeah, say, like, the movie, the movie didn't hold up. I'm like, I don't know if, I think it's actually better that it didn't hold up. Like, there you think are... it was intentional? No, I think it the, like I think they were actually trying to make it like Batman, <laughs> and it just now it's slapstick. Yeah, I think it was unintentional, kind of like um, the reason why like uh, what's his name, the guy who directed uh The Exorcist, who's linked to all the space moon shit. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Who? God damn it! You're making me Google again. Google it up. I should know all these facts. I'm trying to think. Oh, you're seeing the movie Mafia. 
That's another slapstick one. That's pretty good. I'm trying to think of other good slapstick comedy movies. Oh, Airplane. Airplane 1 and 2. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Wrongfully Accused of Leslie Nielsen. Oh, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, okay. The guy who made that movie that everyone's like, you see it in the movie. He obviously filmed the moon landing because, look, he talks about all this stuff. and He predicted all this and all this and all these like weird Apollo 13 shirts that's evolved in the movie. I think that was all either. I think it was unintentional, but it's like the same thing as like, why is the big Lebowski as popular cult movie today? When at the time they did not expect it to be like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah, something it just a little movie they made. It's one of my all time fucking favorite films. It's a good movie. Yeah. He's the dude. Got me into bowling for the longest fucking time. It literally started a religion. Yeah, did it? Yeah, a dudism. Oh, okay. And they just follow like the dudes, just chillness. Like that's they dressed up like the dude with the brown shitty robe, and they have like uh, Da Vinci, the Vitruvian Man, and it's him, but it's the dude. <laughs> and I have two degrees under the Church of the Latter Saint dude. There's one in comedic science and one in some type of literature. No shit, that's kind of cool. But I, only one of my degrees is registered. I have four. I have my college diploma hanging below, or yeah, my college diploma is hanging below them all. <laughs> What'd you go to college for? I went to college for um, chemical dependency, got my certificate, but then I got my associate's degree and then I just stopped going. Because at this oh, point, okay. it's like, I think college was a thing that they told you in high school is like, you got to do this. And then it was kind of like the next step for me because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then like most of the time you hear people talk about like, well, I did six years into this, but then I switched my major. And then I actually went to school 10 years for this. And I think it, college is just a good like spot to figure out like, Hey, you got an extra four years to figure out what the fuck you want to be while you're still doing something yeah, like that's working buffer. towards something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't sense. think college is what it should be anymore. Or college isn't what it is anymore. I think now you can get a, you can get a good paying job doing whatever the fuck you want. If you're good at whatever you do. This takes work. Yeah, no, I went to uh, Specs Howard. Did I tell you that? I think I told you that before. Yeah, for the radio broadcasting. Repair. No, radio broadcasting. For culinary arts? Radio broadcasting. Uh, woodshop. Yeah, woodshop. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college for woodshop. Uh, but I didn't really do Well, now I'm actually doing something with it at least. I made I didn't a do goddamn buoyant. <laughs> Damn it. I made a, <laughs> I made a goddamn buoyant air. Uh, fuck. I made, <laughs> I made a goddamn buoyant birdhouse. I made a goddamn buoyant birdhouse. That would have been even... funnier the first time I got it, but it was fucking horrible. It was a tongue twister. Say that real fast. Buoyant I mean, got... birdhouse. Goddamn buoyant, buoyant birdhouse. Birdhouse. That's like our uh, recent episode of uh, Libservative. It's bourbon banter, Biden bash. Say that fast. I'm not even going to attempt it. Because I will sound like Biden stumbling over my words. Come on, man. My buddy <laughs> on my 900th episode was playing the soundtrack. Like he had clips on his audio board for Biden. He started saying stuff. I was like, what is that? He goes, who do you think it is? And he hit it again. And I heard it. And I heard him talk. And I heard him just like, oh, never mind. I'm like, oh, my God, that's horrible. I didn't know it was that bad. And then somebody sent me a video. Of, it was him walking to the White House. And the security guy goes out into the <laughs> lawn. And he's fucking going. I'm like, oh, no. The guy just points to the left. He goes, go this way. And he just has this little brown <laughs> briefcase. And he just keeps walking with his head down straight. Oh, man. And, like, you see that. And it's, like, the weight of everything that the 70-year-old, 78-year-old man is dealing with is obviously too much for him. I just for want to wrap him in a warm blanket. I'm just like, it's okay. Give him some chamomile tea chamomile and tell tea. him to go take a nap. That's probably what they do for him. 
They probably, yeah. I mean, like, um, I watched the White House uh thing they did recently, where it was like an, a, supposed to be him talking about Pakistan. Um, and it was supposed to happen at two thirty. It didn't start till three thirty. It said White White House will be with you shortly. The broadcast will begin for an yeah. hour, and everyone's like, "Where the fuck is Biden? Someone wake his ass up!" And then, like, he's he just stumbles down the carpet, talks, and then he's gone. And then, uh, Saki was supposed to be at three thirty, and then she was at four. And then she starts talking about it. And I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but I just don't like the fact that she has to be like the weapon, the dog that they have to release. I'm like, why do you, why does she keep answering the same fucking reporter? I'm like, pick somebody different. Yeah. I mean, they all have it. You remember Trump barely ever did press conferences. He had uh, what's her face? Kellyanne Conway before, after Kellyanne Conway he had, wait, was it Sarah Huckabee? Then Kellyanne Conway. Cause what was the first guy's name? I just want someone that goes up and goes when they ask a question. I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know, Mr. President? What do you want me to say? Do you want me to give you a bullshit fucking presidential response? Do you want me to give you some outlandish excuse? Do you want me just to say, I don't fucking know. We're going to take this step by step together. If I was president and it was like some type of shit going on, like in Afghanistan or something like that, and people want to talk about all the troops that died, I would say, look, what just happened is horrible. And I cannot express my deepest concerns. Oh, let me do it. My JFK voice. What just happened was one of the worst cases ever in history. But as a president, I'm here standing with the people doing what I possibly actually, I probably could do a better Obama. Yeah, let's say because fellow Americans, uh, we're going to step here hand by hand and we're going to work together to accomplish this national disaster, this tragedy, this horrible scenario. And to my friends and family, which we're all part of America, so we're all friends and family. I apologize, and I'm so sorry, and my deepest condolences for the family members you have lost serving this great nation. We are going to make this great nation better. We need to do better. We are better. We will act better. That was all spur of the fucking moment shit. That was a pretty good Obama right there. <laughs> you clapping for yourself. Yay! <laughs> I'm Biden. <laughs> I'm Biden. Honestly, Biden and Trump would both probably clap for themselves. Oh, yeah. I could do it as Christopher Walken. Would you like that? Yeah. Wow. That's oh, my. This is tragic news. I wasn't planning <laughs> on talking about Afghanistan today, but I guess it was in my future. <laughs> but. <laughs> More cowbell. Fart. That's all I got is farting. Oh wow! If I really, I'm not gonna. I'd have to like practice for like five minutes of trying to get like any type of voice like that down before I did it, and I'm not gonna take the next half hour of your show trying to practice a voice. To I love how you said next half hour. Like we're limited to two. Oh, I didn't say we're limited. I'm just saying it's been going it's, by pretty quick though. I'm just not gonna spend a half hour of however long we're talking in a recording. Give me your practice. best Nixon. I am not a crook. Oof. Like the way he talks. Like, yeah. <laughs> the lobster. I, oh, my Nixon is only the Nixon from Futurama. Okay. The people want to know if I'm a crook. Then I'm Agnew. not a crook. Agnew. <laughs> Agnew. <laughs> I can, I can only talk, reiterate yeah. things. Like there was an old show called Heroes back in the day. There was a person on that show that had the ability 
to be able to repeat things that she saw like a copycat. That's all my skill traits are ever are is I'm able to recreate. Like when I watch the Bob Ross shit, I can, if I have the picture in front of me and I see him doing it, I can recreate the doing the steps that he does. And I think that's the whole point of his show is to teach you, Hey, you can paint. I saw a seven-year-old paint a Bob Ross painting. And that's actually the issue with a lot of Bob Ross paintings is the fact that there are so many replicas out there. Um, Steve Ross said to keep trying my hand at painting. I would be potentially good at it. So he commented to that me personally. So that, that's his son? Yeah. Nice. That's I'd like to, cool. I'd like to get him on the show because I think the way I tackle it is everyone talks about like you're the greatest. Your dad was the greatest painter of all time. I was like, whatever happened when you didn't talk to your dad for 30 years? Like, where did you go? You're, you were a 20-year-old kid going out and exploring the world for the first time and didn't want to paint. Can I talk about that with you? I want to know what your life fucking went to because that's amazing shit. It's like people. Oh, when so I see, he's painting now then. Yeah, he does painting classes now with a couple uh, with a friend of Bob Ross, um, his dad. But like he's doing painting classes and teaching people. He just stopped the painting stuff for a long time. He went to go experience his life as a kid does when they're in their 20s or something. You know, they don't want to be around their parents forever, at least hopefully if you're fucking sane. But I don't know. I look at like a lot of these interview people and they say like the same basic scripted stuff. I'm like, just fucking ask a question you probably never fucking heard before. Like, what's your favorite fucking would you want to be cloned or would you want to develop time travel? Yeah, yeah, the easier people. That's why people like Joe Rogan. He's just a damn good interviewer. It's not even. Yeah, he does do like I can do some of that stuff too. Like there are some episodes I have that are really like strict question kind of stuff, but they're just different. But all I ask for like anybody that's listening to any of my episodes, because the past recent few people, all academics are like, I'm good. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, ah, uh, you get a little bit too into it for me. I can't do that. Will mess up my educational career. I'm like, okay. Um, I just look at it like this. Just trust me. Just trust that I'm not going to throw you into a trap. Like I had people yell at me for the guests that I have on saying, why would you give a person that talks about UFOs a platform to talk about this conspiracy shit? I'm like, why are you dismissing someone else's reality? That's their reality. That's exactly. their construction of what it is. I'm not going to discern somebody for a belief that you have. If you strongly, if you're going to use your name, the reason why I use your name on my show is because it's going to be you because anything that comes out of your mouth is going to be attached to you. And I can fucking easily take a picture of your fucking face or take your photo and look it up on the fucking internet and be able to find out, okay, it's this guy's Facebook. Okay, it's not the name you're fucking telling me. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, like that's you, – you, that's just it. Like you want to keep having people on your show so you're not going to be this person to try to throw people into gotcha scenarios the whole time. Like that's just silly. I just never wanted to create a show that was – like I like having returning guests on. I don't know if people like the more newer, like people that they've never heard talk before, but I consider a better conversation is usually the second time somebody's on. And anytime after that, you're just more comfortable because you're not nervous. And I just look at it like, I don't know, because Corey, I'm going to be honest with you. This okay. is the last episode of Out of the Blank. Really? Yeah, it's going to be 9.15. You're really going to end Out of the Blank? No. I was going to say, I'm the last episode? <laughs> You gotta Jesus. fucking spur up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's I gotta get a little more spry here, I guess. It'll huh? be a six hour episode. <laughs> I I could easily I would love to do like a longer form show. And I think it would be easier for me if I was getting paid to do so. Like I started up a Patreon, which I never wanted to do. And all the brackets, you don't get exclusive content. It's just how much you want to support by donating like $5 or something like that. But I, like I told people in the beginning, and I'm going to stick with this all the way through, I'm never taking money from people. I'm always like, I'm only going to take it from a corporation. But it's so hard because to monetize me is like 
Where? What do we fucking do? He's all over the goddamn board. Right. Yeah. Have you had anyone approach you for uh, monetizing and shit like that? That one dude I sent you, which I'm not mentioning his name, but then he was. Supposed oh to, yeah, 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 yeah. Supposed to call and never did. But I was like, all right, whatever. Maybe it was not meant to be. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna year. find me with a belt around my neck in the closet, dead, and then all my episodes are gonna start getting popular. <laughs> you have to have a tragic ending. <laughs> That's usually how it happens. Why didn't we know about this genius when he was alive? Nobody gave a shit about Vincent Van Gogh until after he died. Yeah. And even then, people always remember him for just cutting his ear off and painting shit. Would you ever cut your ear off for a woman? For a woman? Yeah. He cut it off for a woman? Yeah, he sent it to her. I'm pretty sure. 99.99% sure. I think it was for a woman. Fucking but you're gonna have to google it because i'm over one with roger after that fucking rogers thing <laughs> my credibility went straight out the window god this better not be another fucking legend that i heard and i'm just making myself sound like where did it come from idiot. i think school i don't trust chopped off ear vincent van gogh cut off his left ear when tempers flared with paul Gauguin, the artist with whom he had been working for a while in arles Van Gogh's illness revealed itself. He began to hallucinate and suffered attacks. And when he lost consciousness during one of these attacks, he used the knife. What did Van Gogh right do? Here. Afterward, he allegedly wrapped up the ear and gave it to a prostitute at a nearby brothel. Definitely wasn't his girlfriend, though. Uh, I said a woman. Did I say a girlfriend? A prostitute. That could be <laughs> here, a guy baby. or a girl. Here you go, baby. <laughs> what do you think about this i got you my ear so you can clean it easier i don't have any money but i got this piece of flesh what would that get me how much was that it's gonna be about 250 dollars. all i got is a ear it's my left ear does that help <laughs> if you had to choose the gateway to success you have two options one you got really famous doing porn or two you got really famous by chopping your ear off or chopping a body part off you could be like Lorena Bobbitt who chopped off some dude's crotch. I have to chop off someone else's body part? Or, or you could be like that, that, the astronaut lady, um, the NASA lady that drove 900 miles to go fucking kill her boyfriend's mistress. And she wore diapers, diapers. so she didn't have to stop up at any bathrooms. That's absolutely insane. That's deranged. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Obviously. Driving 900 miles even over... Over killing a mistress is, der is deranged. And then you can tell where like the actual mental breakdown is when she's like, I'm going to wear diapers. Well, most of the biggest mental breakdowns or huge catastrophic incidences have all been like government controlled shit. Like the mm -hmm. Unabomber. That's the main one. The reason why he went so crazy was he was locked in, locked in an institution until he was like 30 or 40 years old. And they fucking released him after he was in there from when he was 12. Like he was fucking institutionalized and they literally, they said they might've created the Unabomber. Well, that's like Ernest Hemingway. He committed suicide because he was so, he believed so heavily. They say one of the reasons is because he believed so heavily he was being followed by the FBI. I'm going to Google this one. We have to Google the government created the Unabomber. <laughs> NSA is listening. 
Like many Harvard alumni, I sometimes wander the neighborhood when I return to Cambridge, reminiscing about the old days and musing on how different my life has been when I hoped and found myself. Near the end of the dead-end street sits the Peabody Museum, a giant Victorian structure attached to the Botanical Museum where my mother had taken me as a young boy in 1943 to view the spectacular exhibit of glass flowers. These left such a vivid impression that a decade later, my recollection of them inspired me and a senior in high school to apply to Harvard. This is my return was prompted not by nostalgia, but by the curiosity number seven Divinity Avenue is a modern multi-story academic building today housing the university's department of molecular and cellular biology in 1959 a comfortable old house stood on the site known as the annex okay okay hold on a second so one of these students whom they dubbed lawful was theodore john kaczynski who would one day be known as the unabomber who would later mail or deliver 16 package bombs to scientists academics and other 17 years or and others 17 years killing three people and injuring 23 special interest in kaczynski he had lived parallel lives to some degree attended harvard studied at oxford and received a phd in philosophy from princeton before why is everyone who's like a social studies or some type of social gender studies or some type of social warrior studies or some type of philosophy degree always trying to be a fucking psychopath either that or they get a heavy chemical dependency it seems I feel like people like that like can't shut their brains off or something. I don't know. You mean they get addicted to chemicals? Yeah, like I mean like chemical dependency, like drugs, alcohol. I'm about to say I went to school for chemical dependency. What the fuck are you saying? Right. Well, yeah. When you say chemical dependency, we're talking about like drugs and stuff, right? That's what you went to school for. So when mass murderer Ted Kaczynski was a 16-year-old undergraduate student at Harvard, he took part in a behavioral engineering project run by the CIA. It was part of the U.S. government's illegal MK ultra project which ruined the lives of many innocent and unwriting test subjects around the world the study was uh, program huh well dude they also fucking cia might have accidentally or not accidentally might have purposely created charles manson so yeah yeah there's a book that actually it's on my list of books i I sent it to you i sent that to you it's um oh god it's by tom o'neill i told you about it's yeah cia and the inner workings yeah something with charles spent 20 years writing that fucking book yeah yeah, it's funny. Yeah, because yeah, when you mentioned it to me, I was like, oh, "Dude, I heard an interview about that book on uh, Fresh Air on NPR." I'll say he's on Joe Rogan, a good, really good interview about it. Greg Fitzsimmons, um, that's Ooh. his neighbor, it's Tom O'Neill. He's supposed to be okay. writing another book, but they're supposed to make a Netflix series about it. But I'm like, man, if you look at like the Charles Manson stuff, like he got a lady pregnant while he was locked up. Like there are some people out there that are just master fucking manipulators. Like as they're talking to you right now, I could have easily gotten your watch. You know what I mean? Like there are people that could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was. He was just charismatic as shit. And then got fucked over for his music and then hated the Hollywood elites and decided to kill him. Is that what happened? It was something like that. I don't trust anything anymore because Martin Luther King was killed when he was started going against the government. And mm-hmm. that's when the government when shot he started him. talking about income inequality and stuff. Yeah. I can't believe that shit. I didn't even know that was real. Nobody told me that the Martin cartoon did not show me that on the TV. Nope. That's, that's what I was getting with Ernest Hemingway. So Ernest Hemingway, the FBI allegedly was following him around because of his favorable views of Cuba. I hope this is the one episode in academic that I'm trying to get on listens to. And is like, Oh my God, they're talking about such crazy topics. I'm like, yes. And they're all real. Your school. Is yeah. Alive. I mean, <clears throat> I have a healthy skepticism when people go off on weird tangents about like Illuminati or like flat earth or like this 
pedophilic elite and like all that kind of stuff to the extremes that you hear like pass of like hmm. Jeffrey Epstein's island and things like that. Like there's there's so much real shit that's so bizarre that people go so out there where it's like, dude, you just gotta. Not, it's hard gotta not to, man. Out. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. When it's, you find out Epstein's like this is when I talk about like I before I so I've probably mentioned this a bunch of times. So anybody that's actually listened to my show a lot is probably gonna be like, Jesus Christ, he's mentioning it again. Um before when this podcast was I was doing these in person, like the first 70 I was doing in person. Um, before I figured out Zoom, it was hard to get people to come over to my house. So I was only posting an episode like once a week. So the podcast is gonna be three years old. Like I think it's three years old now. Yeah, it's no, maybe. No, I think, yeah, we're at, we're at three years for sure. Um, but when I was doing the podcast, it was hard to get people to come over to my house, like, and just random people to always pr produce an episode a day. So it'd be like once a week, once every two weeks. And it was just really, really hard. I was probably pissing off a lot of people that what I would just message and they would, but see, here's the thing is I would message people to do the podcast and then they would be like, yeah, sure. I'm definitely down to do it. Let's set a day up. And then they'd never get back to me. And I'd always keep messaging. And the next thing you know, this was never going to happen. I figured it out. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to move on to the next person. Right. Um, eventually, I created another show called Fill in the Blank, where I wanted to have past guests on the podcast originally out of the blank and start doing more narrowed down topics. I have over, let's see if I can pull up on my computer without my computer fucking crashing on me but i have over like 80 different podcasts on my fucking computer right now um and people can look this up too it's on the inner parts of the youtube in the beginning of a, on the channel there's older videos called fill in the blank and you can look that up on spotify too it has its own thing i just haven't put up content in a very very long time but i made a whole folder about fill in the blank where i could name you a bunch of topics off right now you could tell me oh that sounds cool there was alex saint martin american folk life center andrew science anti-aging movement astral projection bela kiss bloody mary by tigers.com which i remember by tigers.com is a fucking site that just sells you fucking tigers like they Before you can, tiger king yeah you just buy tigers cannabis rights christmas and nazi clairvoyance uh Clarician, kotor delusion crisis actors death ray digital immortality uh and these are all like some of them range 30 minute episodes, 40 minute episodes. There were supposed to be smaller episodes where we just kind of fucking talked about these things. I do want to look up the American Folklife Center because that one really, I remember, was pretty interesting. What is the American Folklife Center? Um, but these were all like things I was doing on my podcast for a while. So they were more narrowed down topics. So like if you listen to the beginnings of my podcast, I'm uh, not just the beginnings, but like the hundred and on when I started talking to people was because I went down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and all these types of things. And next thing I know, I just started developing like strawberry quick meth. People were using strawberry quick, the fucking milkshake stuff, and they were just fucking making meth out of it. Yeah, I heard something about that. So the American Folklife Center... Um, is a library in Congress created by 1976 to preserve and present American folklife. The center includes the archive established at the lab library in 1928 as a respiratory for American folk music. Because I had friends that I would talk to and I'd be like, what is one thing you're super interested about? Somebody would say music, somebody would say the ocean, somebody would say this, conspiracy theory, somebody would say government shit. And I'd always look into it. And next thing you know, you have, we have episodes like Bigfoot, Men in Black, a um, bunch of different stuff. And I would just, it would just be fun because it was a subject that people like to enjoy talking about. And then would you, they would go off on it with their knowledge. And I had the Wikipedia article or the factual article in front of me and I talk about it. And I, people will give Wikipedia a lot of shit, 
Wikipedia is impossible to edit now. They have fixed that shit to where you can't do that without a valid submission going into it. Back in the day, you could easily do it. Jimmy Dore, for instance, tried to change his Wikipedia page because on his Wikipedia page, there's still accurate infallacies of things that he known that they call him a conspiracy nut for suggesting, which has already came out about attacks in Cabal that are fucking true. Yeah, where it was a conspiracy then, but like now it's not. And they don't go back and fix it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of that shit happens. Like you never hear about them recanting about stuff when they go back and look and then see that it's not what they said originally. You well, know what it's I just mean? it's it's the like Horster Wormer. Horster yeah. Wormer. Sure, Stop. Don't, Horster don't Wormer. fucking say don't fucking say the name of it or YouTube's gonna be like, nope. Um yeah, I'm, I probably have to edit that out of the episode too. Damn. Really? Okay. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm not sorry. even that's what got me flagged, so I'm not even Dealing with that anymore. I'm surprised we we didn't we don't put our stuff on YouTube, but you can't talk about the you couldn't talk about the lab and I can't talk about the lab and I'm like I don't fucking know what's up. I'm just gonna wait for I'm like, what do you do when you take somebody down for something you don't like and then it ends up becoming true and then you have to what now you're allowing it back up there? Do you restore people's channels? No, they don't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just, I guess that's what I'm getting at. It's like, yeah, you know, when if something's said falsely by the gatekeepers then it's fine but when an individual person does it you get the you get the band hammer speaking of folk music though if you if you are looking for something really interesting to listen to like when it comes to like folk music and the history and stuff it's actually on spotify it's uh you know who woody guthrie is sounds familiar he's the one that wrote that song this land is your land this land is my land this land is your land this land yeah. is my land. he was just this folk singer from like the 1920s and uh he he had a uh on his guitar like if you look him up you'll see it right away on his guitar he had written on it this machine kills fascists and uh there's an like an eight hour recording in the library of congress it's the library of congress recordings woody guthrie and it's it's so fascinating to listen to it's him talking about living growing up in oklahoma during the dust bowl and then just having to do the great migration over to California on the trains. He was a train hopper. He was hopping on the cars. He's went all over the country, meeting people all over the place. And it's just such a crazy story. It's absolutely insane. There's so much getting looked into now because of the freedom of information act. Um, I had a ex Scientologist guest, her name's Stephanie, and she got a lot of articles about Mike Rinder that were hidden and, you know, released information because like, this the Scientologist jumped him outside of his car. He's the one that does a podcast with Leah Remney and they say it never happened, but then she got the police reports out of the freedom of information act. And then with the Fauci emails and then with the lab, Mm -hmm. the intercept look, got the things like, is he going to be locked up? Like, is that going to fucking happen? I'm generally curious. He'll get a pass. He'll He'll be fine. But I'm like, are we all going to look at that now? Like, is that a known thing that it, it probably came from there? Or is that still a conspiracy? He lied to Congress. Okay, so that's proof he, that he did do that. He did, yeah. There was a report that just came out, the one you're talking about. They the were doing gain of function. He danced around the words, and Rand Paul, like straight up, called him out on it in Congress. They were actually they were just talking about this, and this isn't even something that's like in like in the fringes anymore. Like they were talking about this on Breaking Points with uh Sagar and Jenny and uh, Crystal Ball on their show with Sagar and uh. Sagar and Crystal. It's a Sagar and Crystal. It's called Breaking Points. Yeah, I know. It's it's they, they run <clears throat> the hill. Sagar. So yes. yeah. No, they're not yeah. on the hill anymore. They're oh, independent they're now. Okay. No, it was the hill rising they were on. 
but now it's uh, Saigon and Crystal, and they're on uh, their own independent show called Breaking Points. This is why I wish I had money to be able to just fucking start my own network and then just oh, have dude, a free space. To... I thought about doing that a while ago. I was going to have a site that was just going to be a bunch of podcasts under a network. And like, I, this is what was going to be different is I wouldn't fuck with your shows. I was just giving you a space to be able to promote and do all this type of stuff. And if you wanted to promote the network, sure. But every time I've been invited to do a podcast network or something, I'm like, fucking no, I don't. I, what, 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 what was it? What would I get if I, well, you're going to share all of our content. I'm like, I don't want to do that, man. I barely even like being on social media as it is, man. I'm the worst person at social media. And that's like Jason, uh, my buddy, uh, his name is Jason Lampro. He's been on a couple of times. He gives me so much shit for it. He's like, dude, you'd be way better if your social media was better. I'm like, well, fucking do it for me because I don't feel like being on it any more than I have to because everything I come on there is a fucking doom article or a hurricane or a nine-year-old that just fucking got his hand shoved up his ass on accident. And I'm like, I don't fucking want to do this anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, That's the biggest part of it, too, is like the marketing and stuff. So that's why I'm actually going back to school for that. Eventually, I would like to do this full time. That'd be cool. And I like your idea with the network thing because I've also had kind of the same idea. I always thought it'd be cool to have just like a website where people could go in and then you just have it organized where you'd have different podcasts or different topics. And you'd have them all on there. And then I thought you could eat what you could even do is like you'd have a constant stream also going on the website or if you don't know what to listen to for a podcast, they're just random ones picked from your little catalog. And then just you just create a little schedule and like at this time this is playing at this time and this is playing if you don't know what to listen to just hit play here it'll be a random podcast that's playing i just think it would be better to have like an um like an umbrella network like there's plenty of them out there but they always like i just i i know everyone wants to get paid and it sucks because that's like the main thing but i think if it just shows like there's parts of your character that you got it's so hard because like a lot of people that are doing podcasts now are like in their 30s or in their 40s. There's not a whole lot of young people doing podcasts anymore. It's more of on the concept of like young people are doing Twitch or doing something that they get money directly right then, right there with their episode from Patreons that support them. But man, I just I don't I don't think the podcast just seemed kind of dead in a way. I don't know if I've been doing it so much, but it's it's easy to voice out your like your thoughts and emotions and it's kind of good like hobby to get into but like it's very very hard to break through that network to be a person that people want to listen to i'm not a person people want to fucking listen to i just i don't have that charisma i don't have that character of a person um and that's just it's it's interesting because i think that there's value and i think it just comes across as what is about this person that can really be like people love the interactions when it comes to being confrontational people love crowder for that apparent reason people love ben shapiro for that apparent reason it's hard to be involved in this type of shit because it's so hard to narrow down that tim dylan personality or some type of thing that's going to get people to listen to you yeah there are I don't people think... sorry for you i don't think it's necessary you're not going to have charisma or you don't have uh talent i think it's more just you're a smaller fish in a big pond yeah so i gotta chop my ear off and be fucking found yep. dead with yeah, a do belt around crazy. my neck in the closet yeah exactly i was gonna throw a shoe at biden when he came to dover and just wear That'd my out of the blank t-shirt and just like, <laughs> even if it was <laughs> trump or somebody i would have threw a shoe at him but i just needed my promotion by doing that I'm, it's better than advertising just because especially because you have 900 and so episodes that's like you have plenty of content that would be new to people while you're in jail for two years well google yeah, but say that is about three years of listening. If you listen to one a day, <laughs> oh, check this out! I got, I got another boo boo. I was just picking at it, so it made me think of it. It's but, the microchip uh, coming out of your body. Yeah, it's the microchip being uh, resisted. No, 
fucking I was in the backyard cleaning yesterday and I have one of those like sticks with the saw in it used to cut down branches like up high. And I leaned it and I was sweeping, so I moved it and leaned it against the wall and I turned around, then all of a sudden like it fell and I didn't see it coming. It was like straight it went like right by my face under my arm. It was like final destination type shit. And it came down right on my arm, and it, it like I thought like something bit me or something because I didn't see it and it didn't make any noise yet. Yeah. So like that second between it like hitting the ground and it smacking me in the arm, I felt like Forrest Gump in that one scene where he gets shot in the ass. Like something bit me. <laughs> <laughs> like, something bit me. Um, <laughs> I uh yeah, that's kind of like me with the gas station sushi. It was really good eating it, and then like when I woke up, I was fucking. And so much pain, dude. Just, just I was like, <gasps> my eyes are burning. Something bit me. <laughs> Something's killing me from the inside. I have uh, a demon inside me. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> so, what's your plans for your day off today? Well, it's basically ending when we're recording this. Oh, your day but off is ending. It's. The ending of Sunday. We're in the afternoon now. Well, yeah. We're on the same time zone, aren't we? I think you're an hour ahead of me, maybe. Is it three o'clock there? No, it's two almost. Oh, then yeah, we're on the same time zone. I'm about to say. That's about the end of the day. I might go take the kid up to Stony, which doesn't mean shit to you because you don't know what the hell Stony is, but it's just a big park. It's a good park. It's a nice park. They had a big lake. You can go take them, take the kid on the kayak. Little two-year-old, he fucking loves going on the kayak, dude. And it's awesome. I love it that he's enjoying all this outdoor shit. He loves the water. Loves water, boats, and monster trucks. Fucking loves monster trucks. He probably So for his birthday, we got him just a shit ton of those little matchbox monster trucks. <clears throat> he just lines them up and then crashes them into each other and makes them jump over them and stuff. Back before they know the price of things. Back before they knew the price of things, yeah. Yep. Well, Corey, where the value of a dollar? <laughs> where can people find the Libservative podcast? Uh, four guys at once. I'm guessing is just done. Yeah, it's four guys at once. We haven't recorded. Just invest in the Libservative one. You got to have one show and just stick with it. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's kind of where we're at. You know, we were actually because I don't know if you listened to Four Guys at Once. I think one of our biggest hits was like our commercials. I thought it was your Christmas episode. The Christmas episode was a good fucking thing. It was such a fucking shit show, but that was so much fun. <laughs> Getting all wasted and singing songs. And, but, uh, no, we would, so if you listen to, not the live streams, but, like, if you listen to the actual episodes, we would make commercials for random things. And, like, that was, I think, some of our best stuff. I'll have to send you some of the commercials. you told me this before. Yeah, and so we're probably just going to do do something else me and a couple, two of the guys and do just commercials. Make a little, make a little five-minute podcast called Commercial Break. Oh, about what? But that's just that's just, it's an just idea a song. It's not really a commercial it's right. a song. It's like people do like a minute podcast or a forty-five second podcast. That just upsets me because I'm like, that's a that's not even a song. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pod. Yeah, it'd be a short. It's like Wait. to lump you in the same category as people that do an hour to two hours is fucking dis discerning for those people. <laughs> it's like a scapegoat. It's like, dude, wow, way to take the easy way out. How did dude say I have eight hundred podcast episodes, so the nine hundred isn't impressive? And I, I just, I didn't even comment. I don't even know this person. Just commented like, "Here's the nine hundredth episode." Everyone's like, "It's not that impressive." And then the fucking, I look on his profile. They're like three minute episodes. I'm like, bruh. All 800 of yours is one fucking episode of mine. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah, a daily that. thought. Like, hey, yeah. 
I'm not going to kill myself today. And then they hang up. <laughs> it's like, <okay>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm still here. And then that's it. See you next week. Even though I did listen well, I see to you tomorrow. Maybe. I guess it depends. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But there is a, there is a podcast though. It's called this day in history. And it's like five minutes long. And it just runs over uh, just things that happened today in history. It could be done properly. I just think it's yeah. very hard. It's kind of like, I would love more. I think of doing an episode, like how Dan Carlin does, where he just does a, like two episodes a year, but they're fucking extensive into episodes uh, that are did you fucking. Did you listen to his most recent one? No. Do you ever listen to his common sense or do you no. listen to a dum dum? Listen to common sense. It's Dan Carlin, but it's him just like reflecting. Mentioned on this the... to me before. Yeah. It's, it's fucking good. That's a good one. I think the hardest thing recently was just trying to get over that nine 11 episode. Yeah. Yeah. When you have to, when you dive in, yeah. When you dive into some, when you're really working on a project, you uh, really get, you have to, you have to get wrapped up in it if you want to have good quality. Yeah. I just, well, that's a thing, especially with how it's going to end up being released. Um, just because nine 11, the memorial just happened. It's going to be a fucking it's still heated topic. Like if you look through all those photos of all those people, especially recently when all the news played every single one for the memorial and all, all, all that, yep. and they read all the fucking names. My buddy goes, are they really reading all the fucking names? It's like, yep. You have two people reading all the names. It's just, everyone's already so heated about it. So you got to make sure you get all your shit. And like, if it came out in December, people wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually, I wrote a, a thing about it. I saw I don't know if you want to go check it out on my Facebook or if you're hearing me, I'll read it to you right now. Read it. Okay. You ready? We'll end the episode with it. Okay. Even though it's 9-12, this is written on 9-11. Today is a solemn day in America, a day we'll never forget the lives lost on one of the most tragic days in our country's history. We saw the world change forever in a few short hours. The devastation millions witnessed on live TV is ingrained in our minds forever. From movies to books, podcasts to songs, this said day has entrenched itself in our everyday lives from pop culture to everyday living. A traumatic experience on a macro scale that still weighs heavy on the American psyche an experience that in all honesty hasn't been properly addressed. As the hours of footage and photos from that, that somber day beam across television and social media today on the 20th anniversary, we'll see a lot of terrified faces, sad faces, hurt faces, and bloody faces. It'll be painful, and that pain can lead to anger, arguably righteous anger. But don't let that anger cloud your mind as you reflect on those images, for if you get too narrow-minded, you'll miss the heroes in the background of almost every, every photo that day. Firemen, police officers, paramedics, only known by their uniforms because we can't see their faces. The reason for that is because they are running in the opposite way, towards a catastrophic scene that most of us could only witness miles away safely through a lens. For some of those selfless brave men and women, those are the last photos of them. Revel in the stories of valor, heroism, and sacrifice of these frontline heroes and everyday Americans who gave their lives as we collectively memorialize the 20th anniversary of a day full of heartache and sorrow where thousands of innocent American lives were unjustly lost in the blink of an eye. Remember, especially on days like today, that, whatever you're, that whether you're liberal or conservative, Republican or Democrat, regardless of ideology, we are all Americans. Never forget, lament the lost, and remember the fallen.